everyone. This is Alexandra Perry, and you are listening to Investing After Hours, a Wealth Daily podcast. I am here with our alternative energy expert, Jeff Siegel. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. I'm actually excited that you are coming down from New York to visit us around this time because you are a Tesla fanatic, <laughs> and I often have the opposite, um, well, if not the opposite, but the more speculative investing perspective on Tesla. So I was wondering if you could walk us through why you like Tesla as a company mm-hmm. and why you think it's going to do well in the long term. Yeah, so I actually started writing about Tesla before it even went public. Um, I think it was in 2007, we did a, um, uh, a conference at, at Angel Publishing, um, and my whole presentation was about electric cars, and I dedicated a, a certain part of that presentation to Tesla. And this is when the, when the Roadster had just come out, and it's the only thing that was really, you know, that people could see it was coming from Tesla. I kind of presented it saying, I, I don't, at that time, I didn't know what was going to happen with Tesla. They had this Roadster, it was a really cool car, and they had these grand ideas of making other electric cars. But the great thing about Tesla was when the Roadster came out, that was the first time anybody had ever seen a reliable, good-looking, highway-capable electric vehicle. It wasn't a little box on wheels, it wasn't a golf cart, it was a serious vehicle. I looked at a lot of other electric cars at the time and you know the flaws were, were many flaws, whether it be the batteries or um, the, how they look, the aesthetics. So it was always kind of, that was the, the thing that always held back electric cars. But when I saw the Roadster, I was just really impressed. So. Um, I followed the, followed the company for a long time, um, and then when I knew that they were going public, I got very excited. At the time, you look at it, it's like, okay, this is a pretty risky play. I mean, honestly, like I don't invest in what's considered safe stocks. I mean, th- those are boring. I don't make any money. GE is, is a great company. It's relatively a safe stock. That's great. You know, I, I, might, I get a little dividend. That's fine. But, you know, I want to make more money, and I know my readers do too, so that's why I always try to find these kinds of companies that, yeah, there's more risk, but there's definitely a higher reward possibility. So we got into Tesla, like right when it went public. If you want to talk about hate mail, the <laughs> amount of hate mail I got from people, I mean, just people are just really pissed off that like I had the audacity to suggest buying an electric car company, you know? I mean, electric cars were never going to happen. It was a dumb idea and I was a socialist and I was a liberal and a tree hugger and all this stuff. It, I, I don't care what people say. I, you know, I mean, people are going to have their opinions. It, I mean, we got in a Tesla like forty bucks, and was I that think its the, IPO price? Was it forty? No, it was a little. It was lower than forty. I think we got because everyone rushed towards it, so we weren't able to get in like right away. So I think we got in around forty, um, and of course, was it three eighty five? Was the high most recent high, which is yeah. insane. Um, so from an investment standpoint, I mean, I, you know, I feel kind of silly because I was such a huge champion and I am a huge champion of Tesla and I think they do great things and I think it's a, and we can talk more about that, how I think that they're, they're a, you know, a major player. Um, you know, when Tesla got up to around, I want to say like between 240, 260, I was like, I'm out, you know, like this is an awesome company. They're going to do amazing things, but I cannot justify a $260 price tag on this stock. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so we, we bailed and we, we took the money and, and ran. And, um, you know, looking I, you know looking back on that, it's like, yeah. wow, you know, I guess I should have held on. But, you know, then here's the thing about Tesla. You know, a lot of people that don't like Tesla as an investment, they look at the technicals and they say, you cannot justify, you know, what this particular price for the stock. And that's true. From a technical standpoint, you can. You're not, but, but, but it's not, the reason Tesla has done so well for investors is not, it's not because of what it has 
what it's doing now, it's because of what it could be. So when people invest in Tesla, they're not investing in a company, they're investing in management, they're investing in Elon Musk, and, and they're investing in his dream, you know, which a lot of people believe he can make happen. The one thing I thought was interesting, I think it's, it's amazing that a CEO of a company can come out and admit that his stock is overvalued, because yeah. it almost seems like shooting yourself in the foot. But Tesla does acknowledge, you know, they are more valuable on the market than Ford, which they only produce 16% of the amount of cars is Ford at the current moment. Yeah. So it's like more of a scaling down the line. And um, I think one of the really interesting points that you brought up is, you know, we hit a 382 high for Tesla, which is obscene. That was up 75% from the start of the year. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the questions I want to talk to you about was, you know, Tesla came onto this market as the electric car company, but they've expanded in a lot of different directions. Right. But a lot of the buying in the stock actually seemed to happen as we moved toward the Model 3 and as announcements with the Model 3 came along. That's Tesla's affordable car. Right. And I was wondering if you thought investors, we saw that kind of surge in buying and the fact that Tesla was able to zip past very established automobile makers because of hype about the Model 3. Elon Musk is a master of hype. You know, he's really good at at at, um, at, at being the, the 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 ultimate cheerleader for his company, and that's good. That you should want that in any CEO. Yeah, I mean, the Model Three is a game changer, and it, we're, we're, everyone's hoping it'll be at least the people that have invested in Tesla want it to be a game changer, and the people that like the company as a company, just as customers or um, you know supporters of the company, um, really want the Model Three to do well. You know, the thing about the Model Three. And I think a lot of people don't realize this if you look at it just from simply an investment standpoint is that the Model 3 really is a game changer because we say it's an affordable electric car. Now, by affordable, I would say it's an affordable for a person that probably makes between eighty dollars to $100,000 a year. The fact that you have a vehicle, an electric vehicle, that will give you a 200-mile range on, on a charge, if, it's, if it truly turns out to be just like the Model S, only a smaller version, the Model S is, a, is an amazing vehicle. It's an amazing piece of technology. If you can deliver this really, I would say, somewhat of a technological marvel uh, at a price at $35,000, th- that's a very, very big deal. And, it, and it, it basically says, hey, you know what? Electric cars are no longer only for the rich. You know, electric cars can now be had by regular people. I mean, you can, you can kind of say that now with like the Nissan Leaf, but from a technology standpoint, they're two completely different things. I mean, the Leaf is a very cool car, but you cannot compare a Nissan Leaf to a to a Tesla. I'm sure people who listen to the podcast like, oh, you know, there's all these people like, give me a thousand reasons why Tesla sucks or Elon Musk is like some, you know, snake oil salesman or something like that. I mean, yes, I believe in the company. And I really hope the Model 3 works out uh, and proves to be everything that that Musk hopes it will be and 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 customers will hope it hope it will be. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe it'll turn out to be a dud. I don't think it will. Um, but uh, you know what? At least he's got the balls to try to make it happen. I mean, look, GM, Nissan, all these companies that are making electric cars now. There's no there's no way they'd be where they are today if it wasn't for Tesla. Tesla came in and said, no, you can do this. Stop dicking everybody around. We can do this. We can make it happen. And he raised the bar. And when people actually started buying these cars, then the big car company said, ah, okay, maybe we should devote 1% or 2% of our resources to making this happen. Um, so if I'm going to you know, be a fanboy of anybody, I'm going to be a fanboy of a guy that took on you know, the big automakers and you know, breathed some fresh life into an auto industry that really has just become, became complacent for so many 
many years, and it really needed a kick in the ass, and, and that's what that's what Musk did, and I'm, I think that's great. So Volvo wants to make their electric car, basically they want to make an electric car fleet by 2020, and that, to many people are saying, oh, you know, there's Tesla just going into the ground, because you have a very right. established car company that's suddenly coming onto the scene and announcing that they're going to chase this electric car dream. But is Tesla really chasing an electric car dream, or are they chasing a beautiful car dream? Because what you said about the Nissan Leaf is true. Like, the Tesla model line is beautiful. The Model 3 is beautiful. It looks a lot like the S. It has a lot of the characteristics of the S. It's kind of like a luxury car that's in a $35,000 package. Right. So do you think that Tesla actually has to worry about threats like that when you have elect- like car makers that are fairly established wanting to make an electric car fleet? Or do you think Tesla just has to worry about you know the fact that they've already made beautiful products and mm-hmm. that has already kind of enchanted the market? I think Tesla, and they'll do this, is they're going to focus on their market. So people make the make the comparison to Apple a lot, and I think it's a it's a a valid comparison in terms of how they work their customers. Tesla customers are loyal. I mean, they're crazy loyal, just like Apple customers are. And people always kind of joke about it, say, "Oh, it's like a, Tesla's like a cult." Well, okay. If, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, why does that matter? I mean, if someone says, "Well, you're just part of the Tesla cult," well, that just means. I'm someone who really likes the company and the product, so what's the big deal? As far as these bigger companies coming in and you know, the fear of, of Tesla being drowned out by these bigger companies, um, I don't really see it happening. I, you know, Tesla's not in competition with Volvo or Ford or GM. Tesla makes very small, you know, they make a few few vehicles and they'll make more vehicles, but it's a Tesla vehicle. It's not the same thing as as a Volvo or or uh, you know Chevy or whatever. So I think that. You're going to have people that want to own a Tesla, and then you're going to have people that want to own an electric car that don't really care, you know, if it's a Tesla or a GM or a Volvo. I think there's plenty of room. This idea that Tesla's in competition with with the major car companies, I I don't think that that makes any sense at all. I mean, they can't be because, you know, people people are talking about that. You mentioned that before, like, oh, you know, Tesla's... People are saying Tesla's you know more valuable now than Ford, and no, they're not. Tesla's not more valuable than Ford. I mean, you know, I understand how they extrapolated that, you know, but it's not it's not true. I mean, if both, if, you know, if you had to sell off both companies today, if you had to sell off Tesla today and GM today for parts, you know, who's going to come out ahead? Tangible, you know, a tangible basis like Ford is worth more, Volvo is worth more. Um, so I yeah this idea that they're gonna you know put them out of business I I don't think that's a a fair a valid assessment at all and I think it's great I think it's great that Volvo made that announcement that they're gonna come out with these new vehicles because I think what Volvo is saying is not that oh we're gonna take Tesla out I think what Volvo is saying is we recognize that the internal combustion engine is an outdated technology so we're gonna start moving forward towards the newer technology that eventually is is it's what vehicles are gonna be. All these major car companies are doing this because Tesla. Yeah. So, yeah. I personally think of Tesla's, this is going to sound bad, as more of a, like when I see a Tesla on the road, it's an item. It's something that is, a, you can, it's an attention-drawing vehicle. Mm-hmm. We have one that parks, our cobalt blue one that parks in our I've parking it, garage yeah. here. And it is stunning. It's like a work of art. So I think that it's just interesting that Tesla is now providing a product that is more than just an electric car. It's also a work of art mm-hmm. in the general scope of people are willing to pay thousands more for it. Well, yeah, but, but if you look at the Model 3, 
no longer at, are we at a place where they have to spend thousands of dollars more in, if you compare to if to a comparable vehicle. So the Bolt, I guess around the same price, maybe a thousand dollar difference. Um, but is that with the tax cut or without the tax cut? It's the same. They both okay. start out, I think they both start out around 35 before the tax, tax credit. Um, now the interesting thing will be what's going to happen when the tax credit goes away. Yeah. Because with the Model 3, um, Tesla's going to reach their limit of how many cars will get that that tax credit. When the tax credit goes, goes away, what's going to happen? Is it, Are people still going to be able to afford it? Because right now, okay, it's a $35,000 car, knock off $7,500 for the federal tax credit. Different states have different tax credits. In Maryland, I think it's like $1,500. So you're looking at maybe like $9,000 off the off the, the the price, the sticker price. That's a pretty big that's discount. That's a huge difference. That's, yeah. like, that's the cost of a Mini Cooper. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> a new one, but granted, a Mini Cooper. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think there's two things that are going to happen. I think you're definitely going to see a dip in sales because people are just like, listen, I can't afford it right now. It's still too much. Um, but I think a lot of states are going to increase their tax credits because a lot of states do want to see more electric cars on the road. When I say a lot, I shouldn't say a lot. There are a number of states, California being one of them. Um, I think Washington, D.C. will be another. Uh, a lot of more like progressive kind of states, Washington State, Oregon, um, New York is likely to increase theirs. That is a bigger threat to Tesla than, um, at least a near-term threat to Tesla than Volvo coming yeah. in and taking market share. Now, the great thing about the the great thing about the Model 3 is, okay, it's $35,000. This is, you know, a very affordable uh, car, especially when you're talking about a Tesla. Um, Tesla's going to make more cars. You know, they have more models coming out. You know, uh, pickup trucks, um, cargo trucks. But eventually, they're going to—they're probably going to end up making a um, like a micro car, like a smaller, kind of like the size of a Mini Cooper kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the, as the technology you know gets better, the prices will also come down. So the battery technology is going to make the prices come down more. Um, just design enhancements can can you know uh, they can use certain design enhancements to um, to to, de- to deduct some of the the cost. So I mean, as awesome as the Tesla Model Three is, or the or the Model S, and all these, and even the Bolt and, and all these other cars, you have to remember we're like ten years into this. I mean, we're still like, think about the Model T. The Model T rolls off the line. Ten years later, where was it? You know, from the Model, you know, the te- from the Model T to where we are today. Think about, you know, a Model T rolling off the line when Henry Ford was like, hey, you know, you can get a Model T in any color you want as long as it's black. You know, like that was the joke, you know, because that's how it was. So, you, you know, there was no, I mean, think, just think about the older cars, you know, no anti-lock brakes, no seatbelts. Windshield wipers, power lock. I mean, there's so much that's no happened doors. in cars. No, right. I mean, things have changed so dramatically in such a long period of time. But now, look what's happened in just 10 years. I mean, God, given another 10 years, where are we going to be then? It's going to be amazing. And I think that, you know, Tesla's done a really good job at um, being very aggressive in terms of not only building a quality vehicle, but also... Um, really focusing on bringing that price down so everybody can afford one. That's kind of how like Henry Ford did. You know, he's like, I want everyone, the people that build these cars should be able to buy the car. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that that's the direction in which Tesla is going and a lot of the other car manufacturers too. But again, I mean, Tesla always, they, they led the way. 
I mean, look, I, I, I make no apologies for being a Tesla fan. I'll sit there and I'll cheerlead for Elon Musk and say, yeah, he's a really smart guy. He's done great things and I wish him the best. And I hope Tesla, you know, crushes competition and makes great cars. And, you know, I'm getting a Model 3. I put my my deposit down. down. My deposits. I was one of the first people. I was the 11th person in line. I was at the, at the dealership at, um, I think I got there around quarter to five in the morning. And I was the 11th person in line. And when I left, there were about 500 people in line waiting. Wow. Yeah. And I was in Gaithersburg. Are you ready for your Tesla fanboy ship to be put to the test? Yeah. On earnings reports? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the more exciting. Okay, here's the more speculative side of Tesla about to come out. Um, I know the biggest, biggest criticism people have for Tesla, and maybe Elon Musk specifically, mm-hmm. is either being too broad, not focused, not hitting deadlines, not... Um, addressing certain problems that are occurring in the business. So when I think certain problems, I immediately go to the lithium battery production. The Gigafactory that's currently coming online is coming online in stages. So Mm -hmm. they're bringing the factory online as they complete it, basically to keep up with demand. And, um, And a lot of people say, you know, Elon Musk is not focusing on, like he's got so many projects. You know, they have the Powerwall, which will also require lithium batteries. They have now a fleet of three cars that will all require lithium batteries. And they're seeing their demand for the car skyrocket, which is a good thing. But do you think that they will be unable to deliver those cars because they only have one Gigafactory in Fremont that's fully functional and they have the Gigafactory in Nevada that's coming online? Um, I worry that Tesla will not be able to deliver in time because they haven't scaled enough production. And that's going to reflect badly in the deliverability numbers Mm -hmm. and eventually hurt the company because people aren't going to get their cars in a timely manner. Well, no, you bring up a good point. Um, You can only move so fast, and they are moving very fast regardless. Um, You know, I think that most people, when they they put their deposits down on the Model 3, they, it was understood that you're not, it is very unlikely that you will get this car before 2018. Most people, again, because you're talking about Tesla customers again. They're kind of like Apple customers. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubt, and they're yeah, going to they're say, to wait. "Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll wait. We, we believe in what you're doing, and we're going to wait." And I think that's going to happen. Now, yes, I, they're they're not going to deliver these vehicles as rapidly as a lot of analysts want. I, you know, I, I think it'll it'll affect it when the earnings come out because, especially with Tesla, there's the tiniest flaw in an earnings report. Um, with Tesla, people will pick it out and they'll and they'll just beat it to death. Um, some people may not look at that as a tiny flaw; they may see it as a very big flaw. You know, I I, got, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to affect it at all. But I don't believe that the majority of the people that put the deposits down for this Model Three are going to be deterred. I think most of those people know that it's going to take a while to get their their vehicle. Um, I mean, even me, I mean, I know that I was one of the first people online, you know, I, I'm at least in Maryland, I should be one of the first people to get to get mine. Um, but I might not get it till 2018. It's possible. But here's the interesting thing that comes to play there. We were just talking about this with the tax credit that could affect it because say someone put the deposit down and they can't get theirs until the end of 2018, which means by that time, the tax credit could be gone. That could affect it. That could um, definitely affect, because at that point, that person's going to say, ah, I don't know if I can afford it now. 
Um, is there, so you are familiar with the Tesla ordering process. I know at least seven other people in, my, in this office that are actually also familiar with the Tesla ordering process, but can you at any point withdraw your deposit and say you don't want the yeah, car? Yeah, and you like get Until it back. shows up at your doorstep, you don't have to pay for that car. No, so what happens is when it's ready, they contact you and you have basically, I think, a week to decide what you want to do, if you want to still get it. And not so much if you still want to get it. They say, okay, your, your Tesla's ready. What do you want with it? What color do you want? You know, what kind of upgrades do you want? That kind of thing. At that point, you can say, listen, I don't want it. I can't afford it, whatever reason. And they'll say, okay, we'll send you your money back and they'll move on to the next guy. There's so many people on the waiting list. They're more than They're happy. They're like, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's plenty of people. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty, pretty easy process. And in fact, I no longer live in Maryland. That's where I ordered my, my uh, Model 3. And I contacted them, and um, I actually sent them an email saying, listen, I live in New York now. Do I have to go to Maryland to, to pick it up, or can I get it at a dealership in New York, close to where I live? And within, like, 20 minutes, I got a phone call from Tesla. And they're like, hey, you know, I just got your email. I want to let you know that, you know, we can have it delivered to you in New York. No problem. You know, they were right on top of it. So that was made me feel kind of good, you know, because I did not expect to hear from them. I didn't expect to get a phone call. I thought they were just going to email me. Um, so I think they're prepared for it. I think, I think they're definitely prepared for all the questions that are going to come. You know, as from an investment standpoint, I don't own stock anymore. I don't own Tesla stock anymore. Um, I have no intention of buying it right now. Um, I will support the company 100% if they keep doing what they're doing in terms of, you know, buying the product and and really and writing a lot about what they're doing because I I do think it's really important that you know we share this information with people so they know what's going on. Um, even if there's bad things. I mean, I yeah, I love Tesla, but I was I was critical of the Model X when it came out for a number of reasons. You know, I, I thought that, you know, with those, the doors that they had, you know, I thought that was kind of overkill and it really affected the deliverability and it caused some problems. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought it was kind of silly. Um, so I, co I commented on that. I also commented on the fact that some people were saying, yeah, it's this great SUV and, you know, people can finally have an SUV that's electric. I'm like, yeah, that's fine, but it's $80,000, $9,000 car. Like, I have an SUV too. I have a Honda Pilot. You know, I beat the hell out of that thing. It's covered in mud. I live in North Country. I mean, mud season comes, it's covered in mud. And, I don't know uh, if an SUV is Tesla model that, I feel like they're city cars. Is well, that I mean, bad I think to say they, that? I think they could be used anywhere. I mean, the, the Model X is, you know, it's, it's, it's more ad adaptable to, to environments outside of the city. But again, I, and, I, and this is just my standpoint, if I'm gonna buy an SUV for legitimate SUV purposes, I'm not gonna drop $90,000 for a Model X because it's gonna get all fouled up. But I mean, I'm not completely like blinded. I know there are some people that Tesla can do no wrong. And you know, I, I guess I'm open-minded enough to always you know, analyze what they're doing. And I even I said, I'm, I don't own the stock. I would never recommend buying Tesla stock right now. When companies do really amazing things, I'm a fan. And you know, I was a fan of Amazon when it first came out and everyone, I mean, oh, you wanna talk about hate mail. I mean, Amazon came out and people were like, are you crazy? Like, people aren't gonna stop going to malls. <laughs> really? You know, people, people have to go to the store because they feel like they need to actually go and see the product. Okay, that didn't really work out too well, did it? You know? So, I mean, I just, and it doesn't always work out either. I mean, there's definitely, you know, there's some great solar companies back in the day that I thought were doing amazing work. Um, and they, and they, they went under. You know, I mean, you win some, you lose some. You not not everyone's gonna be a winner, but yeah, um, Elon's my man. You know, I got that guy's back 100%. So 
before we close, I'm gonna I'm gonna dissect the comment. Elon's my man, because I feel like it's a very important thing to address, not just with Tesla, but with SpaceX, mm-hmm. um, with his new I can't remember what it's called right now the um, the artificial intelligence cyborg venture. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon Musk is a man that is stretched very thin when it comes to a lot of ventures. Um, it seems to many people, I think it's funny they call it the Tesla cult, they honestly should probably call it more of the Musk cult. He really can't do anything wrong. He right. is invincible and ever since PayPal he's become this larger than life figure. Right. Um, do you think that sometimes people are blinded not by, because I, I think you can have a healthy knowledge of Tesla's deliverability numbers, you know, Tesla's scaling issues, the, the gigafactories and say, you know, I'm speculative of this because of these reasons, but also look at the demand and the the public reception and say, oh, I'm I'm positive on it for these reasons. But I sometimes worry if Elon Musk is the factor that sometimes blinds Tesla investors because they're so committed to this entrepreneur who's successful with PayPal mm-hmm. that they might not see the errors in the overall company. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely see that. I know people like that, you know. <laughs> and I meant to mention this because you brought this up before with, with Tesla and really Elon Musk too, doing so many different things. So... You know, with Tesla in the solar game now, and the battery battery game, and and they're going to get into some other areas. Um, you know, I I don't really see that as a problem. I mean, there's so many companies. I mean, if, if, what, how many things does GE do? And no one ever says, hey, you know, can GE? This is a bad idea because GE is doing this. This. I know Tesla's not GE, but. When Tesla wants to do more than one thing, it's an issue. But there are plenty of other companies that do multiple or in multiple industries, and no one says a word. So I think this is a, a kind of um, the result of a uh, just as you have the Tesla cult, you know, you have the uh, the Tesla bears, you know, and they hate <laughs> Tesla. They, they wake hate, up every morning and they're like, I hate Tesla. They, they do. They really do. And you know, and they, and they'll look at them and be like, Oh well. Now they're doing solar. Well, good luck with that. How are they going to make ends meet? Well, you know what? They managed to start an electric car company right at the dawn of the Great Recession. And they're still here today. And they're stronger than they were back then. So if they can do that, I think they can handle selling solar panels and, and batteries and whatever else they decide to do. There you have it, everyone. That is Jeff's take on Tesla, which is a very good take considering that you're investing. How much did you take away from the deal in the end, by the way? The the investment on Tesla. Well, it's what forty. I got in at around 40. 40, 40, 41 and I think it was two sixty when we sold. Two sixty. So. so that's pretty. That's pretty good gains. Yeah. Right there. No Not matter how you look at it, you can't complain about that. I can use some of those gains to buy my new Model Three. Exactly. You can justify it. Pay for your Tesla with Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Okay, everyone, um, thank you for joining us this week. I will hyperlink to some of our best Tesla articles below, and you can make your case um, for Tesla. And feel free to let us know what you think. We are always happy to respond. Um, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. My pleasure. Bye, everyone, and have a good night.